Hello, this is the Phil Swallow podcast. I didn't even think what it was then. This is the Phil Swallow podcast on Wednesday, the 23rd of November 2022. Hello to you. This episode is number 132, entitled Hello. No, it's not. It's entitled Hometown Filming. What a great start. If I was professional, I'd do it again. But why not just let it be how it is and then you can make your own judgments accordingly? So, um, kick off. Uh, well, actually, to kick off with something a little bit sad, um, and I think I indicated this in the previous one, uh, we had to say goodbye to a little dotty, our cat, uh, one of our cats, a little one. Um, she really wasn't improving at all following the previous visit to the vet where they tried some injections and things. And uh, she, we believe she was suffering quite a bit. So we took her down and um, uh, we were there when they administered the, uh, well, this sort of anaesthetic mainly, isn't it? A very sad time. I, um, I don't get physically upset at much. Uh, and I always maintain that if it's going to happen, it happens. Um, and it happened <laughs> on this occasion. It was quite something, uh, really. But, um, yeah, very sad, very sad. We've um, we've paid to have her individually cremated and things. You can get these little urns, so I'm going to go along and pick that up in a day or so. But, yes, um, R.O.P. Dossie, I think she had an extremely full life. Um, she was prone to sort of little accidents and bits and pieces. Uh, I think... Um, the fact that we kept her as an indoor cat meant she was able to thrive a bit more. She was probably the runt of the litter at the time. Um, but anyway, so very sad. These things do happen in life. Um, we just have to, um, you know, do the best for the animal and um, and then kind of manage, manage our grief ourselves. So hometown filming. Well, I, I suppose I had the intention at the beginning of the school summer holidays uh, round about then to go into Croydon or it might have even been before then but anyway uh, it was to go to Croydon there's two sort of set walks Market Town and Old Town that cover the main parts and sites and history of Croydon and I like doing the videos for those walks because it's kind of laid out for me and I can just plot the route and provide some facts now Slight difference with these two videos that I've now recorded. Oh, sorry, that's the update. I've recorded the Market Town and Old Town videos in the last few weeks, two, two, three weeks, is that I just set them to music and caption. Well, I did caption this time because there was a need. Uh, they're not like my normal walk and talks. And interesting, I had a comment on YouTube earlier saying that they missed them. So they're coming back. Um, that's always part of what I do. But I think because I did the first of these Croydon videos in 2020 set to music, updated it in 2021. I just kept the theme going, updated it in 2022. And because Old Town was a similar theme to the Market Town video, I just kept it in that same kind of styling, really. Um, I posted social media links on Nextdoor and Facebook and Twitter and even Mastodon now, which I've just now joined the new social network to kind of wean off Twitter because of what Elon Musk is doing and importantly, what terrible people he's letting back on there. I mean, the guy's just lost the plot. So um, I'm on Mastodon now, toot.community. Um, takes some getting used to, but I've had quite a few people who've been kind of boosting my post about the video there, so I'm not sure how that translates, but I'm sure it will. So the traction has been incredible. Um, 
When the first video went up, so this will be the 2022 version of the ones that I'd done for the previous two Novembers, I, the processing was done a bit quicker than I expected by YouTube. Uh, this, there's nothing you can do to control this. You, you've uploaded the video to the YouTube servers and they do stuff uh, to process them. But they must have got that refined in the last few weeks and months. And what it meant was that whilst I'd put it up sort of tea time on the Sunday evening, um, it said the, it was finished processing by about 11pm. Now, that's certainly not the target time to ever release a video, but I did it anyway. <clears throat> I thought, well, what's what's the harm? And uh, all, within a few minutes, people have started watching it because I guess Croydon is quite a searched for thing and algorithms and all those weird and wonderful things. And it had, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I think within, by the morning, it was over 100. Um, it's about 1,200 in just over a week at the moment, which is pretty good. Pretty good. And if you know what series that comes from, let me know. One of my favourites. Um, so I thought, well, why not just do the Old Town as well? Uh, it's there. We had a really beautiful day. Uh, it was a bit grey for the market town. But the weather last Friday when my diary was free and my mate Graham's uh, diary was free. He's my kind of expert as well. Um, and, and it was beautiful. So went along there, filmed it, uploaded it. Uh, I think the processing finished mm, yesterday evening, afternoon, yesterday afternoon, put it live. And uh, because I do these things from time to time, I'd like to share with you uh, the video performance so, uh, 23 hours ago it went live, and 260 views, 10 likes, 7 comments. There you go. So, uh, good, really. It's a just under 10 minute video, 9 minute 56. Um, it's always good to drive people to the channel. Uh, got a few extra subscribers coming through. Uh, they sort of happen over time, really. Um, so yes, great news in the video front, really. I've enjoyed putting those together uh, because I had good traction on the first one. I kept the styling similar for the second one with a few technical improvements. And uh, all in all, I would say a good sort of couple of weeks work because I'd kind of not been doing enough in that time. So it's now a case of where I go next. Uh, I've always got stuff that's kind of been in the prep stage. I've got some time today. I may do some work on the Addington, well, it, I, I didn't know what to call this, I probably shared this with you, it's about the, the waterworks in the area involving Addington pumping station, but it's more about the typhoid outbreak, so I'm going to refer it and style it as the Croydon typhoid outbreak of 1937, I think it's a more uh, catchy title that might get people's uh, interest. So, I've now got the data I want from Thames Water, thank you guys, I've got archived photos, uh, I've got the story. I've got to put it together in some kind of script. I use the term script lightly. Uh, this will be me out with a camera at the various locations, talking about them. But also I'll be supplementing it with other uh, clips and things. So I might I might even do a bit of a hybrid where I do the talky bits and the visuals and then uh, break for a bit of music to just put some captions and photos over. I haven't decided yet, but... Uh, it's all about evolving, perfecting your craft, seeing what works and... Um, and doing more of what works, basically, if, if that wasn't obvious enough. So, a few other things that have been going on, because there's quite a few on my list here. Uh, firstly, smart plugs. Now, it's Black Friday time at the moment, and there's a few discounts around, but 
this links to something else which I'm going to talk about a bit later, saving sessions, but I'll save that till later. Uh, but smart plugs where you can just kind of control the on and off and scheduling via app on your phone, or you can use Alexa and those sort of things, which we don't have. Uh, but also you can get energy monitoring plugs. And um, I don't, I my logic I think works here, which is, you don't need to monitor all the energy all the time on a number of devices. So there's certain devices you're going to need on. You want to put lights on if it's dark. Um, standby boxes can be switched, sorry, st sky boxes and things can be switched into standby or eco mode. So I'm going to make sure I've got all that set up. Um, but I did buy one energy plug because what I thought I could do is plug that in for a period of time on different devices just to get a feel for how much energy they're consuming, see what that works out at on a monthly basis and then decide whether you know we need to implement a schedule or do something slightly different. So it's a case of just knowing your gadgets really, you know, knowing if there is an eco mode. A lot of gadgets nowadays, they tend to build in uh, energy saving to their performance. Even my big computer, my Mac Studio, you know, the chip runs cooler than, than the previous Intel chips did. So it's that kind of thing. So yeah, so I've got um, a pack of four smart plugs. I've already got three, I think, in the house for two lights and then I keep one spare for Christmas lights just to control the schedule there. Um, and it's quite good if you're out and you just want to chop and change things. You can. You can just configure them. They're great. So, uh, actually, with lights, most of the time, we tend to switch them on and off at the switch. But, you know, you don't have to smartify everything. But I've got this little pack of four plugs. They work with uh, HomeKit, the Apple kind of sort of device to help you voice control things and uh, I'll play with those over the next sort of days and weeks to get the best out of those um, what else happened happening well we've got the sky install happening tomorrow uh, so this is the situation where it was so bad that I decided with agreement from Sue uh, that we would get a second service and we ended up doing this negotiating with sky ended up with paying less and getting more. Uh, so that's already open reach, going to sort of do the infrastructure element, if you like, the bringing the network into the house tomorrow morning. Uh, we've already got the skybox and it's kind of self-install. Uh, so that looks okay. Um, Virgin Media, it's just an ongoing saga. They, they assure me that everything relating to the components that they own in the house, uh, including the hub, the router, all of that is working as it should. But the problem is that there's a wider network issue, which the latest update slash excuse is that they've done all the work in the cabinets they need to do, but they need to pull some cables, uh, which I guess means recabling underground. Um, this is a fault that's been outstanding since the 27th of October. Uh, call today, Virgin Media, they call me now. Um, they said, they were. They said we're going to go away for an update. Find an update. Can you can you remain on hold? And I thought, well, this would be interesting. He's probably going to come back saying, oh, it's going to be fixed on January the fifteenth or something. But he said three p.m. today, which is less than an hour away. Now it's actually been quite stable today. Shock horror. Um, but obviously after three p.m. it's going to be even more stable, assuming it works. And at that point, the landline which they cut off. Uh, unceremoniously as part of the upgrade on the 18th of October should be plugged back in again and then be working. Well, 
we'll see. We've actually gone for a new line with this Sky one because having the, the, the having more services mean they can do more dependent discounts on the overall package. So we've got another landline with a any time weekends and evenings tariff, which is pretty much what we got now with Virgin Media. So we're going to have two numbers into the house and two internets, aren't we greedy? But actually it's going to provide some kind of general resilience in terms of what we do and how we contact people. Both mums and the NHS seem to be the main users of uh, landlines nowadays, in uh, in our neck of the woods anyway. Uh, Shell Recharge, so I, I put a video live, uh, which was me talking to camera, slightly different format, uh, just to say that after Shell, the Shell issues with scheduling and they reached out to me and I joined the beta program, blah, 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 that I'm a lot happier now. Uh, so there's been a few uh, increased number of views of that in the last week or so. And a guy put a comment on the uh, on the video on YouTube. Uh, they've also reached out to say they want to trial some smart charging, which I believe is where, and this links also to saving sessions later, where they want to see if there's a way of, you, you plug in your car in, and it's just there plugged in and just charging and could they kind of temporarily switch that off at peak times which could be any time between five and seven uh, of a kind of weekday evening generally so um, I've said yeah I'll participate in a I think it's going to be a Google Teams chat or something you know a Zoom style uh, next week and we'll we'll see what happens uh, I mean I liked being involved before so uh, in fact I signed up for something yesterday it was Insta360 my new uh, 360 camera which I haven't really properly tested yet uh, and I said yeah I'm happy to be involved in beta testing because I am I like to sort of have a say or if you like in, in how these things are going to work or how future changes may work so that's that um, guess what my Volvo, something else has gone wrong uh, so I had the long saga back in the summer they eventually fixed it, it was a software issue so fine, I, I don't agree with the fact that the customer has to keep bringing the car in all the time to fix their problem but anyway, we got there then um, I noticed a few weeks ago just dropping my daughter somewhere I thought, the heater's not on put it up to 27 and then it goes to high <coughs> and um, nothing so that was a bit odd. And then, I don't know, the next time it did work. I don't, I don't think I did anything, you know, amazing to try and make, try and get it to, to, to work again. Might have been switching the engine on and off, off and on. Um, but it went again, and most definitely, if you put it up on 27, you were just getting cold air blasted out. Um, so, went onto the internet, as you do, and most of the Volvo models seem to be pretty much the same model across the globe. So you see the European forums and the quite a few in America and the United States uh, particularly. And um, what? A lot of them, but you're probably used to that by now. So uh, they said that there's been an issue which manifests itself in 2021 models after about eight or nine months. Well, I, you know, we've tended to end up with mild winters in the last few years. So my heater would have been on to a degree last winter, but I didn't notice it wasn't working. Um so the eight or nine months for me may have been spread out to someone who's had eight or nine months in a very cold climate. But what basically happens is when you've got the car on one of the electric formats, so that's pure, which is just it just uses the battery until it runs out of charge, or hybrid where it will use the battery most of the time unless you rev it hard or whatever. Um, the, the components that provides heat when running just off pure battery fails after a while it's just a it was a weakness and one person said they had to wait three months for the part to come in 
deep joy. And someone said they'd done a redesign. So if or when you do get the part, it's a redesign part. So it shouldn't just be replacing like for like and the whole thing will go off again. Uh, so I've got confidence down the road. Um, now, when I spoke with Volvo back in the summer, they, they were really always keen to say, just bring the car down and we'll get it on the ramp and have a look. And I phoned them and they said, oh, no, don't bring it down. We're, we're inundated. So it's booked in for next Tuesday, 29th, and they're going to investigate it. And I'm fully expecting them to say, you can, uh, well, you know, you have to book it back in when we got the part in or something, unless they can get it overnight. We, we've got a few options there. But weirdly, if you just use the petrol element, then the heater comes on. Now, surely that's fine. You could do that, couldn't you, Philip? Or you could, except I get huge benefit economically by running all of my local trips, which are mostly local, uh, mum to the doctors, Sue to work and stuff, all very local. I can normally do that mostly on a day's charge or very often. So I switched over to petrol after I realised that this would work on petrol, which, which the forum entries said, and found that I'm really getting through petrol because I'm just using short journeys, so the MPG is probably terrible, miles per gallon. Uh, so I don't want to keep doing this forever. Um, thank you again, Volvo. So anyway, car's booked in next week. I kind of know what they're going to say, but we'll see, and uh, we'll we'll find out what happens. I'm going to get it down there first thing in the morning, 8 o'clock, and uh, give them the best kind of opportunity to look at it. World Cup. Uh, I'm not going to have any part of it. Uh, I've got a personal boycott going on. I've got no interest in watching any of the games, including England. Uh, I think if I do that, I'm kind of playing into their hands. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a football fan. I'm a season ticket holder at my local club. Um, but this is just corruption from the top down and cover-ups and, you know, awful regime situations. I'm not going to get all political on here, really. But, uh, yeah, the World Cup can do one, uh, from my perspective. Can't wait till it's over. Looking forward to Boxing Day in next month when I can just go along and watch Palace Fulham and we're back to reality. Um, I hear you say, what happens if England get to, the, get to the final? Well, I'll have to decide whether I want to be a hypocrite or not. I don't think England will get to the final. Um, but you never know. And probably will cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm not avoiding the scorelines coming in because you can't help it. If you subscribe to news services, these kind of sport-specific stories become the news. So, um, but yeah, I've just got no interest. And I'm finding the time I'm using when I might be looking out to watch a game or a neutral game, I'm getting so much stuff done. Um, and not only just kind of the video editing side, I've still got the holiday one to do, to finish. It's not far off. Uh, but, you know, just the prep. And um, so and I'll come on to something about that at the end, which has been really helpful. So uh, what else has happened? Postcards, old postcards. So had a, a message from uh, one of my old school friends and very keen supporters of the work that I do and the history. And she had a local neighbour who's got this postcard collection and has been looking at my videos and uh, wanted to sort of show them to me. So... We met up and uh, I borrowed them from her and I've done some scanning because what I want to do is to try and do a then and now using video. So uh, I've done this a few times here and there. Um, so I basically scanned loads. Some of them I know are copyrighted and I'm not going to use those. Others 
I don't. I've done some in research, but these the actual printers and things, people who might own a copyright, are probably long gone because uh, the photos are over a hundred years old in many cases. So I'm going to do some prep work on that. Work out what I think I can recreate fairly easily uh, within rules and regs, and uh, and then go ahead and do some filming over the coming weeks. It, it won't be a long video, but it's all around the Wallingham and greater Wallingham area. Um, but it was lovely, a lovely session. Um, thank you very much to to the very kind lady for um, you know for for making that happen really. So. Uh, last couple of things. So saving sessions, I'd alluded to this earlier. Uh, Octopus Energy are our energy provider. And they reached out uh, a while ago and said, would you be interested in these odd, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, one hour sessions, normally about tea time, where you try your best to reduce consumption of electricity? Um so we said, yeah, uh, they didn't, there was, they had some technical issues the first time around and we saved 68p apparently. We had another one last night, don't know what we might have saved yet. But we basically switch everything down, turn the heating down, um, although that's gas, but it's still, you know. Uh, we, we finished cooking our meal five minutes beforehand, so some of the hour was spent just eating by candlelight. Well, I had a head torch on eating my dinner and that worked really well. Um, Candles on. Uh, we've we keep the Wi-Fi on. Devices charged up. It's actually quite nice and relaxing. Uh, well, candles and little bottle lights we have dotted around, which I think a lot of other people do. Um, I didn't actually have time. There was an issue with closing off the computer, but I mentioned earlier they run cool anyway. But I just put it to sleep mode. So we shall see. Uh, see what transpires. I think just not having lights on in the house will save money because they would normally be on for that full hour. And this is about coming together as a group and seeing what we can achieve as a group to uh, to make some savings. So yeah, saving sessions. And this kind of links into the car charging thing that I'm going to do with Shell because they were saying that one of the things I want to do is to, you know, block less charging off in that period, which I think I mentioned. Anyway. Uh, and finally, uh, I'm always looking for research information sources uh, that I can use for my videos. That might just be to get some facts, some dates, tell a story. And I signed up recently to a trial for the British Newspaper Archive. I was looking for something specific and I saw that they did have reference to it. And it gives you a chance to kind of get a feel for what information they've got on there and the number of publications, how far back they go, which is to the 18th century at least. And they let you look at three full pages as, as part of their trial. Uh, and I didn't realise, but in no time at all, <laughs> they'd come back to me saying, oh, you've uh, you completed your three free pages. How about paying for it? Now, the first amount, it worked out at something like £7 something a month. It was about £84 for the year. And I tend to go for an annual subscription with these things. And it was something that I wanted. So I remember looking that up before I even signed up for the, the three-page trial. Uh, so yeah, so it said, you know, £84 for the year. So after the trial had completed and they emailed me, they said, I hope you enjoy the trial. Take 30% off of the published prices and you can sign up now. So I did it very quickly and it works out about a fiver a month, roughly, uh, 60 quid or just under. So I've been getting so much use out of this. Um, 
it's amazing just the sort of local stories. Uh, I think I'll be able to come up with articles for our local residence magazine easily with this. Um, but certain things that I've heard of, I can just do a look up. Uh, it's quite a good hit on the results. And obviously seeing things in context, you know, the pages of a newspaper or illustrated London News was one of them I was looking at just earlier today. Uh, so my tip for this would be, if you've got one of these priced websites, I think, you know, you can do it sometimes with Ancestry, perhaps, those sort of places. Go for the trial, because there's a high chance at the end of it, they won't just say, oh, and there's a pricing. They might give you a little sweetener. And in this case, for me, bearing in mind that the the annual price was pretty good anyway, uh, compared to monthly, um, actually taking off the extra 30% made it a really, really good deal. And I'm going to get so much use out of this. So uh, that was really, really positive for me. Anyway, uh, rattled through that, quite a bit to cover, and I uh, hope you enjoy listening to that. Uh, please look after yourselves, and uh, I will catch up with you in the next episode.